The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It's Monday, October 5th, and we are thrilled because we have an NFL double header on Monday night, and we are getting two national games. And we got to thank our pals at ESPN who, because here's the deal. There's broadcast contracts. Tricky in a pandemic. Everything's weird in a pandemic. Chiefs and Patriots, pretty popular game. Could have, in theory, you know, squashed it. And they were gentlemen about it. And I believe let us, uh, let us do it. So make sure you get excited for Chiefs Pats and Falcons Packers, which might be an even better game because it's going to be a shootout. Uh, joining me now to break both of these games down, Tyler Sullivan, aka Sully. What's up, buddy? What's going on? Well, how you doing? Do you think I just got myself in trouble with that? I think it was a good. I mean, like, no, I think that's good. It's yeah. a nice, nice little hat tip to the other uh, other team over there. But you know, we're all we're all dealing with it. So no, I mean, it's good. originally it was going to be Titans uh, Steelers. On, on, they were going to have to do a, like a double, Monday night double header, and that was going to be even trickier, I think, because it was going to be a local game. But do you really not want to give the national game to the people? And you know, the NFL wants everybody to see it. And now we we have, I mean, Mahomes and Hoyer. How can you deny the deny America, Mahomes and Hoyer? It's the Clash uh, of Titans. It's great. Right. The Chiefs are uh, minus 10 and a half in this game, and I believe we just got an alert, and you may have known this right as we were recording this, that uh, all the tests are negative. Pats and, and Chiefs are negative. They've arrived. So we are good to go. Chiefs minus 10 and a half, over under 49 and a half. Chiefs minus 700 on the money line. The Pats are plus 500. Um, Patrick Mahomes, one and two. Straight up as a starter against Bill Belichick, including the postseason. Lost, of course, that AFC title game. Lost in the 2018 uh, Week 6, but then won in 2019 in Week 14, a game that would actually propel them to the number two seed and allow them to win the Super Bowl. And a game that Mahomes referenced this past uh, week when they beat the Ravens, he said, maybe it's like me versus Tom Brady. Talking about him and Lamar Jackson, maybe he's got to get over that hump, which... Pretty tough spot to say that to a guy who's theoretically your peer. Uh, what do you think about this game? It's definitely interesting. You know, I was looking at it for us. You know, it's, it's, it's a an lot more interesting when Cam was playing. It was a lot more interesting if Cam Newton was playing because I, you know, I was curious to see with Cam Newton. I thought this was going to be a huge barometer game for him because I think we all walked away pretty impressed with him after that week two game against uh, Seattle, where he's going toe to toe at Russell Wilson, even in a loss, you felt great about like where the Patriots were. But then I started watching the Seattle secondary and realized they stink and everybody was throwing on them. And so I kind of questioned, were we right to kind of really say that, okay, Cam Newton can throw for 400 yards if you need to in a given game. Now I thought that this game would be somewhat of a closer aspect to a playoff game. You know, can he go toe to toe with a guy like Mahomes and and things of that nature? It's all out the window now after he tests positive for COVID-19. And now you wonder, okay, what are the Patriots going to look like 
with Brian Hoyer under center. I was talking to Debo about this before we, we hopped on the pod. Are they going to run the same offense that Cam Newton was running, or are we going to go back to what we saw a little bit with Tom Brady over the past 20 years? Because Hoyer, he's been on this team three different times over the yeah. course of his career. So you kind of got to wonder, okay, he knows – a bunch of these different offenses that Josh McDaniels has rolled out. What best suits him going forward? And now I, I think that there might be a little bit of both there. I, I still think they'll lean towards the running game a little bit. So can they dominate time of possession? Can, you know, can the running game kind of keep the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands? It remains to be seen, but it, it certainly is going to be interesting to see what kind of offense we get from the Patriots in this one. Uh, by the way, we had, uh, I did the FFT Twitch stream. On uh, Sunday afternoon with Adam Azer, we had Danny Woodhead join us. Oh, yeah, and he nice. said that back in the day in 2011, they had a package called Rabbits. And it was uh, him, Wes Welker, Julian Edelman, and, and Dion Branch that they would like, um, like you know, just the short guys. I like it. And we were like, Hoyer, he's kind of a rabbit too. Um, so yeah, I, I don't, I don't know what the, I, you know what? I actually think, Sully, that the Patriots were planning to try and slow things down as much as humanly possible. Using Cam Newton in the run game, grinding it out with, you know, Rex Burkhead on little short passes and all that. I think they might want to slow it down even more now. And I know that doesn't, um, you can't run Brian Hoyer, <laughs> so, but I do think they're going to try and dink and dunk and dink and dunk and eat up clock and be physical in the run game. I don't think they'll take shots down the field very often. I don't think they have the personnel to take shots down the field. Uh, so I think. When you're looking at how to bet this game, do you have to, I think, I mean, it's really hard to take the pats in the spot, but you are getting 10 and a half. I think you have to say, okay, can the Patriots do what they want or will the Chiefs be able to impose what, you know, what they want on, on the, on the Patriots defense? And I think that's the ultimate question when you're deciding how to bet the game, because if the Chiefs, like there's a, the, the game script, the way it works, it's either going to go over. Or it's going to go under based on what the Chiefs are able to do. And, and to me, I think the other factor here in all of this is it's a game day travel. Like, we don't really see this this year. I mean, they Not had often. to get a special extension, exception from the NFL and the NFL PA to even travel on a game day. And, and they're not only traveling, uh, you know, on the game day, but they're going in two different ways. What, you know, half of them are coming out of Boston, half of them are coming out of Providence. They're flying two separate planes in. It's kind of a screwy way to kind of get into a game here that you're playing later on tonight. Not only that, but you're just kind of going through a whirlwind of emotions there too with Cam Newton getting COVID. You don't know if you have it, you know, this, that, and the other. There's a lot of factors into this game outside of even football for the Patriots. So it's tough to really look at them, even when you're getting 10 and a half points to, to really keep pace here. And the thing that I keep looking at, too, is, you know, I, I talked about earlier, like, OK, they might want to try to control the game, slow it down and, and use the run effectively. The Ravens tried to do that last week and they, they are a much more skilled offense and they couldn't even do it at all against this this Kansas City Chiefs team. Mahomes blew it up, got up to a sizable lead, and then it kind of forced Lamar Jackson to, to become a, a pure passer, which he struggled to do. I think that Brian Hoyer should be able to do a little bit of that in terms of that dink and dunk slice, death by a million paper cuts. You know, maybe this is a big Julian Edelman game. But overall, I just have a hard time seeing him really go toe-to-toe with Mahomes or even come close. It's kind of crazy. I I agree with you. I don't know how the Patriots – like, we just watched the Chiefs a night blow out the Ravens. How are the the Patriots going to keep it close? Football is weird, though, man. Like, sometimes – I don't think Andy Reid's going to want to run up the score. I don't think he's going to want to 
I, I, I don't know. I think he views this as, like, I think the Patriots could easily lose by 10. It's not out of the realm of possibility, but I, I also have some questions about this defense in New England, too. You know, it's not like what we saw last year. And even last year, I think it was a little bit of fool's gold because they just had such an easy schedule that they were on a historic pace. And that really wasn't indicative to what they had on the roster, even though they did have, you know, the, the, the defensive player of the year and Stefan Gilmore, who hasn't been playing particularly well to start the year. He's had three brutal defensive pass interference penalties. And, you know, he got burned by DK Metcalf in that game against Seattle. Like, there's been a couple of instances here where you start to kind of see him take a step back from that best player in, in, in the entire NFL uh, stature that he had last year. So I almost wonder now, you know, we're, we're kind of focusing on the offense and what that's going to look like. The defense hasn't been particularly great, especially in that secondary, which plays into, okay, Mahomes could blow this thing up wide open and you can't even try to run the football. I almost wonder if the Chiefs might be willing to sort of lean into what the – not lean into what the Patriots want to do, but instead of just trying to come out and just light up the Patriots secondary and throw all over them, like I could kind of see a situation where Andy Reid comes out and runs the ball aggressively and like we saw him do in week one against the Texans. Well, and, it's not – that's not out of the realm of possibility because he's shown that he's been willing to do that. I mean – when they've, when Andy Reid has played the Patriots over the last few years with the legit number one running back, I'm talking about Kareem Hunt, he's lit up the Patriots. Kareem Hunt, over the course of his career, two games, uh, regular season games against the Patriots, he's, he averaged over a hundred yards rushing and a hundred yards receiving in the game with five total touchdowns. I mean, like dominating performances. And so now you're looking at Clyde Edwards-Alaire. He can do a lot of those same things. And so if they want to kind of commit to the run game, there's at least some precedent there that Andy Reid's willing to do it and they can find some success there. All right. So with that in mind, I think it is worth wondering. You point out like, you know, the Patriots have allowed a bunch of rushing yards. I want to know what Clyde Edwards Hilaire rushing yard total is because I think there is a good chance it's 76 and a half right now at William Hill. That's Pound too it. low. Pound it. Pound it, that it, thing. Just it, it makes it, it's way too low. And I saw that, you know, I was looking at it too. Like that one to me completely jumped out. I mean, it, it's minus 110. Like it's not like, you know, you're not going crazy here. You're not going to retire, but like he's going over that total. It, it, right. It, there's, there's three paths. There's, there's two paths where he doesn't go over the total. One, he gets hurt and that, you know, like we lost KJ, we lost KJ Hamler and Noah Fant totals. I did anyway on Thursday night. Like that happens. You just got to take the L if right. he gets hurt. The other one is that Brian Hoyer. And the Patriots come out so aggressively on offense that the Chiefs are trailing by double digits in the first half, and Patrick Mahomes is forced to throw the ball all over the place. If that happens, you just tip your cap to Brian Hoyer and say, well done, my friend, great job. I mean, I guess he could fumble and get benched, but even that's not going to happen. I mean, like, he's going over that total. Yeah, to me, it just seems like it's a slam dunk again. I don't know know how high you have to make it where it's not a slam dunk. Like, maybe – 95 and a half? I was just going to say, if you put it somewhere in the 90s, then you're starting to say, okay, like, you know, how is this game really going to turn out? He could still have success on the ground, but not go over 100, 100 yards rushing. Like, you, could, right. you can make those cases. But, yeah, I would say somewhere in the 90s where you start to get some pause. In, in, the, sec- in, in the 70s, uh, I'm taking that all day. Yeah. And I like his uh, – I, I think I like the over-receiving 27 and a half, but I'm yeah, not – Yeah, so you're, you're talking about yards from scrimmage – around 90 you know you know give or take you know yeah. around there I, I certainly think that that's possible again if you if you think that Andy Reid looks at him in the same way that he did like Kareem Hunt again they're, they're different players and, and, and it's totally you know not totally different but it's different but still that general premise 
he has shown that he likes to really use his running back as a feature back against the Patriots over the last few years. Yeah. And they've done so to tremendous success. So, so to me, I, I think it's a no brainer that he can take his rushing yards his you know, combine it with his receiving. I, I think he's going to have a nice night. For what it's worth, the sports line projections that Steven O sends us, he has uh, 14.6 rushing attempts, 76 yards. They do have the, the sports line loves the over on the receiving yards at third. They had him projected at 37 instead of 27 and a half. So, I think you could take both, and I think there's a good chance you hit them both, but maybe you wash it out. I, I get why the projections don't have him at, you know, at, at like 140 yards. That would, that's not how projections work. Like you're not going to have a, a sim, like a sim that is like, well, we haven't projected for 149 yards. Right. It's not super bold, but he had 25 carries against the Texans, 10 carries against the Chargers in a game they were losing the entire time. And 20 carries against the Ravens. Um, he only averaged 3.2 yards per carry. If he averages four yards a carry, he's going to go over 76 yards. And, and the thing is, I was watching the Patriots defense last week. I was at Gillette Stadium, uh, against the Raiders and Josh Jacobs again, didn't, didn't light things up. But if you're watching that game was finding success again, that offensive line for the Raiders is banged up. Josh Jacobs is banged up, but he was still picking up chunk yardage. So if you're talking about a healthy Clyde Edwards Alaire, and a solid offensive line for the Chiefs, on top of just having to account for everybody else, including Patrick Mahomes. Like, it, it just makes a lot of sense that he'll find some success on the ground. All right, let's look at uh, anything else that stands out to you from this game from a prop perspective before we get on to the uh, the DFS stuff. Two, two things, two two long shots, and, and, and they're both, uh, you know, in the rushing category. I, w- I was saying to Debo, I go, listen, I don't think that they're going to run the same offense as Cam Newton but if they want to get weird with Brian Hoyer and they get to the goal line, like, and they run Brian Hoyer, it's plus 1,000. Could he rush for a touchdown or do the infamous Tom Brady QB sneak? Like, you know, I wouldn't throw, I would throw maybe 10 bucks on that and see what I can do. The other one that I think is interesting and probably a, lip, a little bit more plausible is a JJ Taylor touchdown, you know, undrafted Ooh. rookie plus 1,400. Sony Michelle's not going to play tonight. He's been downgraded out with, I believe it's a quad injury. You know, they might have Damian Harris in this game. He might be activated off IR. They have obviously Rex Burkhead and James White returning. But J.J. Taylor was, you know, probably their most electrifying player in that game last week that you just didn't notice because Rex Burkhead had three touchdowns. But J.J. Taylor was the one that really sparked that offense. To me, that's a guy that I would pay attention to. And if you can, you know, if you find all of a sudden a guy like that, plus 1,400, who has been given opportunity, I I like that to see him get in the end zone. Uh, I would also add, and this is a little bit juicy, but I don't mind it. Uh, Demir Bird's over under receptions is two and a half. Mm-hmm. And it's minus 150. Cam, it's not, he's, Cam's not in there, but I mean, like, Hoyer, I mean, like, they use Demir Bird. He's yeah, a yeah. kind of he a, a big part of this offense and, uh, they don't have a ton of other weapons. So I would be very surprised if he didn't at least get four to five targets. And if he catches three of those, then that hits. So, uh, I like that. I don't. No, that I, what's in Keel Harry, three and a half. I don't exactly mind that, but don't Not love bad. it. Um, yeah. So I'm going to shell out any, all right. Let's look at, um, let's look at DraftKings. So, you know what, actually, Sully, so they, DraftKings combined the millionaire. They put the two things together. Why don't we take a break? Come back. We'll talk Falcons Packers. And at the end, We'll do the full DraftKings thing with the combined, because that to me is more fun than a pure yeah. showdown. Do you have any, do you have any showdown ideas for, I mean, I think we'd both like Clyde over Solaire, obviously. 
I would assume he's going to be Mahomes will be the chalk, but Clyde Rizalea will probably be very popular. Yeah, if you're just looking for, um, you know, kind of a sleeper a little bit, just pay close attention to what the Patriots do with Damian Harris. I think it's around 4 o'clock today they actually have to make that decision if he's going to be activated off IR. And with Sony Michelle being out, uh, I, I think that there's probably a chance that he plays. And so to me, if he's activated, he was clearly their best running back in camp. And, and if yep. Sony Michelle's out, he's going to get some opportunities here now that he's healthy. Super cheap. You could make him a captain and, and include basically all of the Chiefs powerhouse guys like Kelsey, Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, you could really start to kind of, you know, craft a powerhouse roster. I mean, I have one where it's Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes, and Julian Edelman in there as well. So like Damian Harris, 4,200 captain price. Right. Like it's just, it's, 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 it's a ton of flexibility on the rest of your roster. So that's a guy that I, you know, just monitor that one. And Rex Burkhead, conversely, 10,500 right. for the captain price. And Bur- look, Burkhead's been awesome. If Harris play, I mean, he had 34.8 fantasy points. And, and if you have it in front of you, is, is, what's JJ Taylor's? Uh, Taylor he, he, checks in at, uh, $300 for a captain price. So, you know what? That's another guy. Maybe keep an eye on because he does yeah. have a role. He does yeah. have a role. And he, he, uh, did he fumble or did he, he did something. He dropped a pass early on. Right, yeah. Like, what, it wasn't a, it wasn't a, it wasn't like a, a turnover or anything like that. No, 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 no. But he, yeah, he was targeted once and he dropped the pass, but then he got, and he got 11 carries for 43 yards. Like yeah. if, when you're doing these showdown things, you want to be right, but you also want to be able to, you know, accept it's like, all, it's all about low ownership too. Like that's right. the biggest thing. Yeah. You know, if you can, if you can climb up the ladder on a guy that nobody else has, that's how you're going to get into the green. If, if JJ Taylor scores a touchdown. And he's three hundred dollars, and you have him on your roster. I don't think you need to captain him. Yeah, you don't. You don't have to captain him. Right. But you don't you captain put him. On him but like, if he catches, if he scores one rushing touchdown, it's like um, Brandon Ayuk on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. You know, he 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 jumps over that guy, gets in the end zone. Like the winning roster is going to have Brandon Ayuk on him because he's only ten percent owned. So JJ Taylor is less than ten percent owned, and he scores a touchdown. You are going to shoot way up the list, and the three hundred dollar price tag gives you a ton of flexibility. All right, so those are some good uh, sleepers there for the Chiefs and Patriots showdown. You can play both uh, showdown uh, for that game and the Falcons and Packers, but they have, as we mentioned, the millionaire uh, maker for that. We'll talk about that after the break when we talk Falcons and Packers. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Okay, so Falcons-Packers on ESPN, the regular Monday night game, as we mentioned, is a doubleheader, one on CBS and one on ESPN. We have uh, this game checking in at a robust total, 56.5. Packers are minus six. That's actually come down. I think they were minus seven or so. It probably relates to the fact that uh, Devontae Adams tweeted out on Monday morning that he is not expected to play. He has since deleted the tweet, 
which is a little weird. Apparently he was like demanding that he wanted to play and they told him no. Um, there are only, let's see, uh, three and O teams, teams that started three and O against the spread last year in their fourth week. We had Dallas, Green Bay, Kansas City and the Rams. They all opened up as favorites the following week. Um, they did, they went O and four against the spread and only one team, the Kansas City Chiefs actually won the game. They were losing to Detroit in Detroit and needed a miracle and a Matt Patricia standard choke job in the fourth quarter to, uh, to win that game. So you could look to this game and say, yeah, maybe the Packers are due for, uh, due for an L. The Falcons plus 250 on the money line, Packers minus 300. What do you think about this game, Sully? I originally liked the Packers, you know, with the knowledge that Devontae Adams was probably going to play. Now that he maybe is not going to delete tweets, I don't know. You know, I'm going to operate under the assumption that he's not playing and that he just was getting yelled at by his by his coaching staff for the tweet. That's probably what happened there. Uh, Now I'm leaning a little bit more towards the Falcons, but I just don't love it. You know, my reasoning for going with the Packers and kind of laying the points was just because I don't know if this Falcons team can close. You know, that's not a new headline. I mean, we've seen this over the over the season and over the last few years under Dan Quinn. And I, I just don't know in a game like this where it's going to be, or at least was primed to be a shootout between Matt Ryan and Aaron Rodgers, I want to always go with the better quarterback in that situation and, and really the better coach team. And I just feel like that's the Green Bay Packers. I don't know now, especially now that Devontae Adams is not going to be there. Alan Lazard's not going to be in this game. It's just Marcus Valdez-Scanling. I don't know if there's just enough horses to keep up with Calvin Ridley, who is going to play, and Julio Jones, who is going to play, along with Gage and Hayden Hurst and all those guys on that Falcons offense. It just seems like it's too potent. So to me, you know, if you're getting points with the Falcons on top of all of that, it just makes sense to lean the Falcons way. Yeah, I, I think the Falcons are the easy choice here. Obviously, yeah. like him more at plus seven. And I, not that I think that the Falcons are better and will win the game. Actually, I do think the Falcons will win the game. I think it'll surprise some people. But I think the reason you lean Falcons here is that we've seen a team in Atlanta that can put up a ton of points, that can get a lead over a better team, and and then gag a you know gag a huge lead. But you don't care if they gag a huge lead if they're plus seven. Like just just lose by less than a touchdown, which is what they did uh, both against the Bears and the did they lost they lost by less than seven against the Bears, right? And of course the Cowboys. And the thing is here, if you if you don't agree with us, if you feel like the Packers can win that still win this game and it's you know it's going to be all Aaron Rodgers, well then you know what you should do it. You should not even really think about this game right now. You should place your MVP bet future on Aaron Rodgers. I believe it's like plus 1100 right now. If he's able to really show out and continue to be this unreal quarterback who's thrown zero interceptions, multiple three touchdown games already this season. If you think he's going to continue that without Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard against the Falcons team, this is going to be a high profile game, Monday night football. He's plus, I think, 1100 right now for the MVP odds or, or, or maybe plus so he's 11 to one for MVP. It's, it's, it's either that or plus 700. It's some, again, it, you're, you're making some significant money there. I don't have it in front of me, but well, to me, up. to me, that's what you should be looking at. If you feel like Aaron Rodgers is still going to dominate and he does so, well, his MVP odds are going to, you know, only, only going to get uh, Josh less Allen 11 to one, which okay. is a little surprising. Aaron Rodgers seven to one. I don't still, mind the seven to one. Still, still, I mean, you know, that's seven to one plus 700. If you throw 10 bucks on there, you're still, or a hundred bucks on there. Like it's going to go down if you think he, if he's going to ball out, like it's just going to go down. So yeah. to me, that, that's what you should be looking at there. If you think he's going to continue. Yeah. I mean, I, it's, 
I mean, it's, it's early. We're three, three and a quarter, you know, three and change weeks in, but obviously Russell Wilson less than two to one. You don't want to bet that as good right. as Russell's been. Uh, if Rodgers has the better season and the Packers are a better team and the Seahawks don't win the division for whatever reason, it wouldn't be shocking at all if they, if the voters gave it to, to Aaron Rodgers. I would, yeah, the value is better there than it is right. exactly. on Russell Wilson, uh, right now. Okay. So we both agree to take the Falcons. I, you can't, don't take the under here. Just don't do it. Don't get in the way of the under on this game. Just, just, just get take out. The, if you like the over, take the over. Maybe let it even come down a little bit. It's huge. I get it. It's probably going to come down. Like if, if we're being, if we're talking about, you know, the spread coming down with Adams being out, I could see that number continuing to fall with the total. So, so maybe kind of wait a little bit longer, see how it kind of acts. I, I know that, you know, this morning it was, you know, the spread was, was seven. It's only gone down. It's gone down a full point. So to me, that's something to monitor there. Watch it go down. And, and you know what? That's something that I would probably look at. Don't, don't go the under, hit the over, but monitor it. See where it, see where it ends up falling. Oh wow. In the past like 30 seconds, Matt Ryan's total passing touchdowns went from over one and a half minus 190 to over two and a half plus 180. I don't think you want to take the two and a half. I have no problem laying the juice with Matt Ryan's over touchdowns one and a half though. I think you'll probably get two passing touchdowns from Matt Ryan. I have. I, do, I have no interest in laying the over or messing with the over under on Julio Jones, 73 and a half or Calvin Ridley, 76 and a half receiving yards. Both guys could easily get there. The under is probably smarter because those are huge numbers, but you, you want to get in the way of that? Be my guest. I like the under on Russell Gage for receptions, four and a half, just because these guys are coming out, you know, you're getting plus one Oh five on that. Like that's, he, he's, He's probably going to get his yardage totals, but I just don't know if the volume is going to be there now that Ridley and Julio Jones are, are going to play or, you know, that to me, he goes back to the third kind of fiddle to this offense, but I think that that's good for him, but I just don't know if he's going to start racking up five, six, seven receptions in this one. He'll probably be around three, four with, you know, a, a decent yardage total and maybe a touchdown. Uh, one that kind of stands out to me, it looks like Hayden Hurst has. A total receiving yards at 37 and a half. Eh, it's come down a lot. I thought it was going to be like in the 40s. He has gotten 38, 72 against Dallas, and then one receiving yard for a touchdown against the Bears. I Two touchdowns in the past two games, I'm pretty sure, too. He's more of a red zone threat, though. He's yeah. not like they don't use him a ton. 37, if, it were in the, if you can get something in the 40s, I like it. I think that it is probably a little too low now, 37 and a half. I don't if know I'm that gonna, I want to If get... I'm going to go with, with Hurst it, it, with any t- type of prop, it would be, you know, anytime touchdown score. Like, it, yeah, it, I like it that. Just, it just feels like that's where they kind of look at him in this offense. I don't want to really, you know, same thing with Gage. It's the same premise. Now that Julio and Calvin Ridley are are in this offense, the pecking order for them goes down. So I, I just don't feel like, you know, now if you're talking about Gage being the number three option, now Hayden Hurst is number four. And, and can you really depend on this type of, you know, re, you know, I, I, we, like we're saying, this is going to go over and things like that, or we feel like it's going to go over, but Everybody can't catch, you know, five receptions for 50 something yards and a touchdown. It just doesn't work that way. It's, it's right. not that even. Uh, by the way, uh, Sportsline likes Aaron Jones three, not plus 390 to score the first touchdown. Um, you, or you, sorry, you can get him at four plus four to one on William Hill to score the first touchdown with no Devontae Adams. Not bad and believes that Robert Tanyan at 16 to one to score the first touchdown, uh, at William Hill is a good value as well. And, Likes Todd Gurley over carries and over rushing yards. Clears it by nearly 20 rushing yards, according to these sports line projections. That's surprising. 
All right, all right. And and uh, I don't know if you see it, but MVS, uh, last I saw his receiving yard total, and again, this was, you know, before the news with, with Adams, but it was, yeah. oh, it was 51 and a half. Like, I think it's up to like 56 and a half, 57 and a half. I, I still, I still try to go over that. Aaron Rodgers is going to feed him. Al Mazzard, I think. Yeah, so it was somebody. He's got, exactly. And Al Mazzard right. had like 146 yards the week ago. Like he's he just got to, he has to throw it to somebody. And this secondary isn't particularly great. Right. So, you know, you, he's still going to get his, even though he's going to get keyed on. Yeah. Uh, you could go over four and a half total receptions for MBS at minus 120. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Uh, his total for receiving is oh Jay Sternberger 23 and a half. I don't mind that. 59 and a half for MBS. That's pretty high, but again, like he's the number one wideout this week. And there isn't somebody to come in and lock him down. So I don't mind that uh too much. All right, let's talk about this DraftKings setup. So both um we'll we'll do the we'll we'll skip the I don't know if you're gonna play showdown for Atlanta and uh Atlanta and Green Bay. Obviously uh Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, the top two price guys for captain, Matt Ryan fifteen hundred. I don't I don't mind Matt Ryan at fifteen hundred and you assume a shootout and he's gonna put up huge stats. You know, like I I, it's not bad, but again, you know, I don't love doing that just because I feel like everybody does it. It, it, You know, and like we were saying earlier with with the with the Patriots showdowns and you're just gonna you're gonna climb the ladder with everybody else. And so yes, you know, sometimes at that point you have to hope he's the highest scoring guy and then you hit all the other guys. Sometimes these games go chalk, so it it could certainly it could certainly help you there. But you know, I like getting both quarterbacks on there, and, and if you can, that's great. I think one way that you can do that, because it's, you know, it's, it's not easy when you have guys, you know, both going for over 10K, and Aaron Rodgers is, you know, 11,400, so it's it's not easy, and that's non-captain. You could put in, and this is some, this is kind of a shot in the dark here, showdown specifically for this game, uh, Brian Hill as your captain. That, to me, is something interesting. 4,200, super cheap. Had a great game last week. He had nine touches, a touchdown, you know, 40-something yards, I believe. If you feel like there's a changing of the tide here, and I'm not saying that he's going to, you know, completely leap over Todd Gurley, but if you're all of a sudden looking at a timeshare there in that backfield and he continues this, if you kind of want to buy a little bit early on this hype train, that's something I like because then all of a sudden you have a roster where you can add Aaron Jones, Calvin Ridley, both quarterbacks. And again, you still kind of have to have some wiggle room there. You put in maybe Mason Crosby. If, if, if all of a sudden this, this offense for the Packers starts to struggle, he starts kicking a bunch. That's a, a roster that I don't mind, but there's also another one that you could throw in here too that I like just as much with Brian Hill as your captain. It's Hayden Hurst, Aaron Jones, Calvin Ridley, Matt Ryan, and MVS. That one I, I like a lot. You're putting a lot of money on the table. There's three grand still left in your kitty, but that that doesn't matter. If you like your roster, it doesn't matter how much money is still left in the till. With that one, I might even suggest instead of MVS, pay up, because I think you'd be able to do it, pay up and get Aaron Jones with the idea being, and I don't know if you can for sure, but like the idea being that if you can do that. No, Aaron Jones is in this one already. He's oh, he's already, already in that one. Oh, so you got Aaron Jones and then MVS. So, okay, so gotcha. you, yeah, you got two gotcha. Packers. You got, you yeah, got the thing is that they take shots to MVS, exactly. get a lead, run the ball with Aaron Jones, and then you're firing back. Gurley's off the field. They're dumping down to Brian Hill. I don't mind that at all. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's talk about this two. I don't know how much deep you've looked at the two, uh, the two team thing, the two team setup, but uh, obviously it's, it's cool because it's a, it's a two game Monday night football slate. So you can choose between. You know, Mahomes, Rogers, Ryan, and Jared Siddham's price at the same price as Brian Hoyer. Um, Jordan Love just underneath him. I mean, I think clearly you're, you're picking between three quarterbacks there. You could go super contrarian and take Brian Hoyer. I don't hate it if you wanted to like 
hope that he had like two or three touchdown passes and just sneak something in. And But I mean, I'm looking at Rodgers or Ryan and probably Matt Ryan, because I think the volume is just going to be there at running back. Uh, to me, Rex Burkhead at 5,000 is a no brainer. Um, 2,300 cheaper than Aaron Jones, 500 cheaper than Todd Gurley. I do like your Brian Hill call uh, as well. Uh, he is, uh, 4,200 at the running back spot. And then Clyde Eversolaire, 6,200. We talked about him. I mean, if you think that game script's going to go that way, like the chalky spot with running backs would be Jones and, and Clyde Eversolaire, but you're going to struggle to fill out the wide receiver position. Maybe there's some more value with a guy like a Demir Bird, 3,600, Demarcus Robinson, 3,300. Um, and tight end to me is a spot where you can save as well. Kelsey is sixty five hundred. I'll take Robert Tanyan or Jay Sternberger for thirty eight hundred or thirty two hundred. Yeah, it's not a bad move. My question here now is really with the defense because I think we think all of these games are going to kind of be shootouts. So yeah. where are you going to sit on the on on defense? I don't want to go with the Falcons, and I know I think that's going to be a popular pick because they're super cheap. And you're going, you know, the the news is all negative for right now for the Packers offense. Adams out, Lazard out. I I don't know if I love that. Chiefs are the most expensive. You're going up against the New England Patriots. I I feel like I don't want to get too cute here. I would probably go with Chiefs and and just say Brian Hoyer doesn't have a great game, and and the Patriots struggle because they're traveling on the same day. I I think that that narrative is probably a little bit more plausible than Aaron Rodgers is all of a sudden, you know, not being great or this offense not being great because they still have some some weapons there and Aaron Jones and obviously you know MVS and, and Rodgers on his own can can light it up. So to me, I'd rather go with the the least talent going. My, I want the defense that's going up against the least talented quarterback. That's what in, I wanted in do. a game that is probably going to feature less scoring and against a team that's tra- just got off an airplane and doesn't right. have their starting quarterback. So, yeah. so again, people might get cute and try to go with the Falcons and say, you know, all right, they're they're going to, you know, they're, they're going to stink without Adams and without Lazard. I, I wouldn't get cute here. Just go with the Chiefs defense. Go up against Brian Hoyer in Arrowhead. It, that, that makes the most sense to me. All right, I dig it. Uh, that is the Monday Night Football doubleheader preview. Make sure to check it out, CBS, of course. And then on ESPN, uh, Sully, always a pleasure, buddy. Thanks for hanging with me through multiple familial interruptions, as no always. Uh, no appreciate problem. it, dude.